The hulking bear now loomed over them. Drooping jowls pulled back to reveal a vicious set of teeth as he grimaced, and suddenly a deep, booming laugh erupted from between his once menacing jaws. <laughs> oh, you sweet little things. You should have seen your faces. Terrified. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I think my heart stopped. I definitely thought we were dead meat. Hi. We're glad you're here. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Scribbler's Story. Silly humans. Did you think I was going to eat you? I wonder why they would have thought that. You're only a ten-foot apex predator with razor-sharp teeth and claws. What? These? Ah! These are just for show. My name's Saga. So, what brought you here? Well, you could thank Plumtree for that. We followed him here. Saga looked questioningly toward Plumtree. What? It's not my fault. I didn't want them to follow me, and I certainly didn't ask them to come. It's true. He didn't want us to follow him. But we wanted to help. And plus, you forgot your book. She returned the book, and Chloe couldn't be sure, but she thought she saw Plumtree's grumpy exterior soften ever so slightly. Thanks. You're welcome, Plumtree. It's true. It was completely our choice to follow him here. But to be honest, we're not exactly sure where here is. Yeah, like, where the heck are we? You are at the center, dear one. The scriptorium. The scriptorium? Is that like a, a gymnasium? No, I think a scriptorium is a place where specially trained writers uh, make copies of books. That's correct. Maybe you're not completely hopeless after all. Trained writers are called scribes, and we make every copy by hand. And it's a very long and delicate process. Yeah, I read about that. It took a long time. But it was the best way to make copies before the invention of the printing press. A printing press? What's that? It's, uh, you know what? It's not important. So, you're all kind of like historians. Copying down stories so that they last longer? Sort of. This place has been around for a long time, it looks like. Quite right, quite right. And frankly, here is a bit of a misnomer, as we aren't really anywhere in the strict sense. Deep underground, yes, but as Sega mentioned, we're at the center. From here, we can travel almost anywhere through the traveling tunnels. In fact, my great-great-great-grandfather once told me that the tunnels could reach other worlds, even the sacred origin, the birthplace of all... All right, all right. You're going to put them to sleep with all that. This isn't some kind of history class. This is important. You know what's really important? Berries. I'm starving. Don't mind him. He takes himself too seriously. So I like to tease him. <laughs> Reminds me of someone I know. Hey, Mitchell. Who are you? Oh, hardy har. Oh, speaking of berries, I could really go for some berries right about now. So, you're a scribe? Yes, I am. And proud of it. The last 27 generations of my family have been scribes. And what about you, Sega? Are you scribe too? No, no. 
I sit on the council, but I'm more of a caretaker. Which reminds me, I have business with you, which I must now take care of. Lickety split. Plumtree, you may go back to the library. There's still lots of work to be done to clean up after the fire. You did well today, my fruity little friend. Don't call me that. Why not? You are named after a plum tree, aren't you? Hmm. A great honor among rabbits, everyone knows, but try telling him that. No respect around here. Ah, <laughs> uh, ignore him. He'll sulk for a bit, but he always bounces back. Uh, what kind of business do you mean? We should be getting home by now. It's probably past dinner time. I think we have more important things to think about than your bottomless pit of a stomach, Jasper. All right, all right. I was just stating the facts. Right. Well, the abbess is eager to meet you. But first, the Forest Council has requested an audience. Oh, are they going to do a concert for us? Um, no. Well, then, why do they need an audience? It just means she wants to talk. Exactly. You have been summoned to appear before the council. Okay, I guess we're ready as we'll ever be. Lead the way, Saga. Excellent. The bear pushed open one of the large wooden doors and moved his arm in a sweeping motion to invite them inside. Welcome to the Scriptorium. Saga led them into a large entryway, with huge hallways flanking them on the left and the right. They pushed forward into the main hall, where a hushed quiet blanketed the room, but held an air of productivity nonetheless. The flipping of dozens of pages and whispers of many scholarly conversations filled the air with a quiet hum. Several huge staircases led off to upper levels in different directions. As they walked, they passed dozens of desks where animals of all shapes and sizes were working, all in robes and huddled over books and working at sturdy wooden tables stained by ink and dirt and worn to a polish by countless friction with elbows, tomes, and furry hands. The tables were all the same, but the chairs and benches varied wildly in size to accommodate the various animals that used them. A moose was working in the corner, taking up a whole bench for his enormous behind, and beside him, three robed mice worked on the same manuscript, all standing on the same tall stool with plenty of room to spare. Are you guys seeing this? Yes. It's quite remarkable. It's incredible! And think about it. All last summer, while we were playing card games and roasting s'mores, it's been right under a clubhouse this whole time! Eventually, after many staircases and corridors, they passed through to where the scriptorium backed against a cave wall and were intrigued to find that a large door led directly into the rock wall with several 
similar doors adjacent. As they entered the stone tunnel, Chloe felt a tingle in her spine as the damp air met her skin. When they had left the clubhouse, it had been a hot summer day, but now she was regretting not taking her sweatshirt. Maybe her mum was right. Chloe decided not to dwell on it. Saga led them through a tunnel deep into the rock, but soon there was a greenish glow from moss that clung to all sides of the cave. Mitchell, curious as always, leaned in for a better look. Bioluminescence. Fascinating. What now? That's what bioluminescence means. It's when a living thing can create its own light with chemicals it produces from its body. The technical term is actually glowy moss. Really? Well, at least that's what I call it. And I don't see any other experts around, do you? <laughs> All right. Well, we've arrived. Wait here. He gestured to the benches against the wall and turned to go inside. Despite the size of the doorway, Saga still had to duck his head to fit through the doorway, leaving the children outside alone. Well, that's it for this week. To all you scribblers at home, we want to say thanks for listening, and we can't wait to see you again soon for another episode of The Scribbler Story. Please remember to subscribe and share widely with your friends. Till then, 